0: For the people at home listening, Stu is punching his computer repeatedly today. (laughs) I'm doing my... I'm doing... Okay, we'll start with a rant, okay? I'm doing... Like, I just finished up two or three big projects... And I'm kind of doing a hard drive scrub. I'm doing a little reset on things. Doing a little, doing a little maintenance after I beat the shit out of my Mac Studio for a while. Output sessions and such. Yeah, sure. just getting shit off the drive I don't fucking need anymore. I like to, I like to edit uh, in in on my actual hard drive, I, and then then offload to the, the the SSDs later. Just because I've had a few issues in the past where the SSD just didn't keep up with uh, my uh, data from Star Trek The Next Generation speed of
1: finger yeah. of fingering. Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check brought to you by Venmo. Your money, your move, and Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. That's what she said. And Captain.
0: <laughs> um, so I just, I was doing that and I've had... A fucking hell. Of- I was also cleaning up. I found uh, a bunch of old backups for a computer I no longer have, and so I was like, okay, I can just get rid of those. I don't fucking need those. I've already this is all backed up to you know to hell at the po- and the handbasket point. There's I got online drives. I've got you know. Uh, a wireless hard drive sitting in a closet, you know, attached to the Wi-Fi that's constantly just dumping shit off to it. And I have my uh, my glyphs attached to the the computer. And I'll be damned if Apple said no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to delete. No, yeah. you do not
1: get to delete this backup drive. It'd be good if we were doing video, but, like, here's... That's my backup drive for... This is the Seagate five terabyte uh, for backups, yeah. And this is the big ass backup drive for the backup drive. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and then I have my little Samsung one terabyte SSDs, my little array that I <laughs> usually go into. Yeah. I and yeah, I am, I am paralyzed by backups <laughs> and can never fucking find anything. <laughs> and I and I have I have so many drives that say drive and then it says like michael's folder from (laughs) 2000 whatever you know yeah and then it's like all of that information right there that i never can get to yeah and it's just like the horrible the one thing that Macs suck at is search yeah on Macs. yeah you know i'm like i don't need every file that has a two in it (laughs) you know yeah Search in two shots music pod it's like brings up every single like everything that has a two in it. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you just specify whether it's an you know an executable or whether it's a picture? No, just give me the fucking file name. Just yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me. It is it is maddening how you know what kills me. You know what kills me. I mean, I love logic. (laughs) I do. I actually do. I prefer logic over I've used all all of them. And for me, like I get Pro Tools is really good for mixing and really good for like multi instrumental, big, yeah. huge, yeah. Uh, you know, studio tracks. You definitely should use that. But I, I know a lot of studios are using Logic yeah. now too, and that's fine. It's grown, mm-hmm. but I, it's just what I know. It's what I like. Yeah. Um. But here's what's hilarious: every time this shit happens, it it sticks in my head that it's called logic <laughs> like half of this shit doesn't make sense like why isn't that going there why yeah. why do i have to why is the bus turning off why isn't i you know and it's yeah. like it's logical it's not not logical
0: it is not logical at all at all <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> take but that let me ask you a question about logic while we're on yeah that. are you a color track guy do you color like do you do colors on your vocals or your drums or do you do colors oh, on like uh that's a really good question on like your on your um you know like i just it was so funny because uh-huh. i was going to open up my my um my volume bars here uh-huh. and it was like a sign channel strip of color and i'm like oh why would i do that like i've never done that yeah.
0: oh i thought i was uh, i was i was at, i thought you were asking a different question but as far as like organizational pieces oh yeah i color my my bars like I, you're
1: not just looking at gray like I No,
0: am. well not when I'm doing a like if I'm doing a multi-instrument session and I have yeah. you know like 16 tracks of drums and yeah. say like especially like for for uh I, for example I did a session a couple of weeks ago where I had to um actually grab a section, chop another section up, move the whole kit, drop a section in there, kind of play with where the the fade was going to be and blah blah blah. I did, it, if I hadn't had that Highlighted, colored, and grouped, it would have been an absolute fucking nightmare to do that.
1: Right. So I wonder, yeah. like, are you people out there? If you're, are you are you grouping colors? Are you doing them? And if so, what colors? So, like, are your drums green? No. Are your vocals purple? <laughs> what, what, what? Do you have a specified color? Yeah,
0: my drums are always red.
1: Drums are red. Yeah. What's your bass? Uh,
0: bass is blue, like a like a yeah, like a sea blue. It up here. Yeah.
1: Red to blue. Yeah. And guitars? Uh,
0: Guitars are orange. Uh, Orange? Orange to yellow, yes.
1: Orange to yellow. So, do you do like different colors for overdubs, Uh, rhythm, lead? No,
0: I do different colors for acoustic guitar versus electric guitar.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So,
0: um, that way, just I can, because usually I've got a different series of mics on electrics than I do on acoustics, and I want to know, I'm going to treat them differently. Right. Um,
1: what about what about keyboards or extra instrumentation? Uh, they are gr- strings? Green.
0: Green. Green, for, green, green for green for green for keys and blue for vocals. Uh, like a darker blue for vocals.
1: Am I blue?
0: And usually, blue I have I vocals. have the I have the every single session I have is structured: drums, bass, uh, usually guitars or whatever chord instrument, and then vocals at the bottom.
1: Oh, okay. So you build from the bottom down. Yes,
0: on the on the screen, I do. Yes.
1: See, I'm just so fucking old school. I can't stand it. I have to look from the bottom up. Vocals are always on top. Yeah, of course. Well, fucking lead singer my, would of course do it that way. The
0: session always opens on the top of the screen. It never opens on the bottom. So that's why. Yeah, I've,
1: but that's how I do it. Well, the, is that I add all those tracks first? Yeah. And then, okay, so this, yeah, I just gave myself away. That's how stupid I am, is that I will be scrolling down. What I do is I, I uh, minimize those tracks. So oh, like, yeah. I minimize yeah. up, and then whatever else yeah. I'm working on. Like right now, I have four tracks open. I'm only recording on one, yeah. mono. Yeah. And, but, I, but I have, like, a channel strip one and intro and outro. Like, I, I have, this is a template. Yeah. And, but normally, like, if I'm doing a session... Yeah and I have instrumentation. Yeah, yeah. I go down to the drums and I record the drums down there. Yeah. Ah. And then I go up to the bass and then I go up to the guitar. And then by the time I'm done, I'm putting the vocals on top, which yeah. you've seen some of those outputs that I've given you that can be 10 vocal tracks and you know, but they're all at the top, yeah. They're all the same. It's because I'm just I'm just used to seeing it that yeah. way. Drums on the bottom, vocals on the top. Yeah.
0: I don't I always since I always like if I'm recording a session um, whenever you add a new series of tracks, it always adds them on the bottom. If you don't specify, like it usually adds uh, after the last track that's highlighted and that's usually underneath. Yeah. So that's just the way that I've built. So for me, I am building from the bottom up, but the bottom just happens to be the first thing I see.
1: So the bottom yeah. is for, cause I'm, yeah. So, um, but it, I mean, I mean, you're, but you're building from the bottom up in that the first thing you do foundationally yeah. is the bottom. Yeah. But visually it's the top down. Yeah. Visually, it's
0: top down. But, you know, it's funny, like the the drum editing process, like I think that in any recording process, drums and vocal with regards to this type of music, drums and vocals are the two most important things. And I would actually should probably say vocals and drums. But I think that one without the other doesn't doesn't. Work like so uh, when I mix, my drums and my vocals are the two most present things. They're the things that are, that are giving you uh, a sense of mood and a sense of uh, rhythm. So that's just, just timing, and yeah. Rhythm, yeah. And so I always start with drums just because I'm like, I want, since that's where my sense of feeling comes from, how I feel yeah. about the music. Like, um, I always said that uh, melody and chords are mental, and rhythm is physical. It's like, you know, really? like, so if you go with that visceral physical feeling first, that's, you know, like, so I want the drums to feel good first, right? Yeah. yeah so, tempo, and then, yeah. and then, you know, like I'll put the bass on that and then I'll put the guitars and then it's just kind of like nudging everything in, you know, like in, into each other. But the drums are so fucking important to me that. Uh, I will spend more time, and you know <laughs> speaking of lead singers, watch them all get angry with how much time I spend with the drummer that poor fucker's neglected on every single gig, <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna hey buddy i'm gonna give you some love today let's spend some time getting your tones perfect because um I can it's about the only place where if i if I needed to fix something, drums are really fucking hard to fix after the fact because they're as much yeah, as you've got 16 or to 18, maybe 20, depending on how many how you're micing stuff, however many microphones, you are recording one instrument, you know, that's a living, breathing thing that goes into 16 to 20 different microphones. Right. So, like, everybody goes, well, yeah. why don't you just edit that kick drum there? I said, well, if I edit the kick drum, then I have to edit the overhead, then I have to edit the tom mic, then I have to edit the snare mic, and then I have to edit everything because that kick drum, you know, I can gate shit, yeah, but the the... The decay of that that instrument is in every single microphone. So yeah, I'm yeah, working with a living totally thing uh, that, that that I can't just I can't just take the direct mics and and move them without addressing the fact that it sounds fucking weird. That the overhead there's a kick that's like a fraction of a second earlier because you didn't play it right. See, so yeah, I'm fucking with the drummers again. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, well, you
1: got two choices: either play it again. You are. Or I can fix that one little bump. Yeah, yeah. What would you like to do? <laughs> yeah. But this, I think this is where hip-hop producers uh, really have been ahead of the game. Like, I've talked to a lot of, you know, really, really good hip-hop yeah. producers and, and really dance music in general. And it's like, they will spend, and I mean, you've seen this with Timbaland mm-hmm. on videos and oh, stuff yeah. where they'll spend weeks uh, to get the perfect BPM yeah. of the beat and the perfect swing mm-hmm. Against that, yeah. before you touch anything else, oh, yeah. before you put bass on it or anything, yeah. because you can't change it yeah. once it goes. Yeah. You know everything's based on that feel, that tempo. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop us on our
1: rant here, and let's look at that fucking rundown. Kelsey! <laughs> Kelsey, where's the rundown? By the way, I have told Kelsey, our producer, she needs to get on social media. She is uh, one of those crazy people I- that isn't on anywhere, <laughs> and she may. Get on social media. I've bet her. I've made a bet. I'm very much looking forward to seeing
0: what she has to say to the internet.
1: It's just going to be... She's like, I'll just get on there and bitch about you guys. And I was like, okay. yeah. I was like, it'd be interesting to hear what a producer thinks about it. So... Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just... Um, I, I'm i excited about a bunch of things that are going on... Ooh, say more. ...in music right now that are... Um, that are interesting to me. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what you want to get to first. I think. Hey, the
0: first thing on the rundown just says start talking, and I think we did. that. Again, <laughs> Again we've, we've done we've that. Done that.
1: <laughs> Can you hear her in your yeah. ear? You've done that. I thank you. I
0: have her so low in my. It's it's like you know.
1: It's I, almost like I can't. It's hear almost her. like I can't hear her.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, no, no. Ouch. It's like like all I hear is the.
1: <laughs> it's like the- I just wanted to say that I um, so I did, <laughs> I, well, I don't know, I don't know what you want to get to. I've got so many things. First of all, let's get into the end of Ted Lasso succession uh, and Barry. Uh, and I'm going to add, I got to add for sink of the week. Like, uh, I had <laughs> someone ask me what's your Sync of the week going to be this week. I was like, well, I can tell you what it's probably not going to be next. Week. I don't <laughs> have anything from the finale of Ted
0: Lasso. I don't have. And, and also I will add Mrs. Maisel in there. One of the most beautiful shows on television, as far as like a visual aesthetic goes. Um, I will say that um, my single of the week is definitely from Barry,
1: the finale. Okay. So anyway, because uh, and, and it was uh, me, fucking let, amazing. On. Let me let me let me sidebar here really quick. Yeah. I just started Miss Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Oh, oh my god! Because it's wonderful because of you, and it's been on my list for what six years, five seasons, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And and so the other night we were like, okay, what are, you know, I've got all this stuff that's adding up. You know, like what are we going to watch? Yeah. I want to watch this. Want to watch yeah. this? Yeah. Just none of it was hitting right. And so it was like, well, let's start Mrs. Maisel. And so we did and got into th- episode three already. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. I am all fucking yeah. on this, like how the story arc changes yeah. within two episodes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So I'll, sh- I'll shut up about that because nobody cares. Everybody's like, duh, welcome. It's so fucking good. Um, and it is so, yeah. the most
0: the, the production design on that show. I want to oh. find whoever the. I I mean, we could look it up. I want to go find them. I want to go to their house and you know have them set their German Shepherds on me, and then and then uh, you know as I'm crawling to kiss the, them
1: with consent. Uh, yeah
0: i i want to I want to shake their hand <laughs> and tell them thank you so much for caring so much about this aesthetic because it's the yeah. first show that really that was a for me. I know there's been other shows. I think that have had that kind of vibe where you're like they really gave a shit about every single piece of this couple that madman. madman absolutely but like the 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 set design the overall look of the show is a character in itself and yeah. also they do that they do a lot of that that single shot shit where you like yeah. that it, and it, they're all so fucking good
1: yeah. It's somebody that likes Wes Anderson oh. too. Um, I just saw a shot walking in yeah. the in the uh the, the the factory Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, single P single shot. Dolly shot driving across guy walking, but everyone else is stable and it's a square. It's a rectangle It's like, Oh yes, Hello. I know this one. Yeah. Uh, A little wink and a nudge. Yeah. All right. So the end of Ted Lasso, the end of succession, the end of Barry, the end of Mrs. Maisel, this is, this is a big moment. Like we're, we're like, this is a lot of appointment television. These are shows that obviously have had a a huge cultural effect Mm -hmm on me i mean they've had a huge effect on me personally yeah. um a huge effect on music oh yeah um you know i mean succession perhaps one of the best title sequence songs ever would it make I, you sad to know of, i
0: haven't seen one episode of it yet and it keeps yelling at me to watch it
1: that's good because now we're even you know i don't have Mrs. <laughs> Maisel and, all right fine you know all right fine but it is one of the only T V shows. I mean, I I don't know if people that have partners if you watch shows, if you have a partner that doesn't like listening to the intro all the time, they like skipping the yeah. intro all the yeah. time. I want the music, right? Mm-hmm. If I like the music, I want to hear the music. It gets me in yeah to the show. Ted Lasso Success- was definitely that for me. I like that intro. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm not even a Mumford fan, yeah. and I'm like, you know, yeah, this might be, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm here, yeah. I'm here, this is the feeling I want. Yeah. Um, Succession is the same way. Mm. This this piano thing that has an 808 on oh, it. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm into it. You'll, you'll hear yeah. it, and you'll like it. But it is one of the only ones I'm like, J-j-j-j-j. I'm starting. Yeah. And I turn up the TV, and I fake play the piano part and the orchestra <laughs> on my coffee table when I'm sitting on the ground. Awesome. I literally do that. I have done that for three seasons yeah. every single time I've watched it. Uh, you know, uh, Curb oh god i love that Where show I just, yeah i will listen to that intro oh, yeah. every time yeah and it's by that italian guy and there's a whole story <laughs> that behind italian so,
0: guy he said in quotation marks
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah let's i guess let's unpack let's get to ted lasso first um how do you feel i how you doing i love it i i want to because there should be a new one uh, you, uh, you know, know secret time yesterday. Kurt Kreischer would say there would be a new one to yesterday or yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the withdrawals are real, y'all. Uh,
0: not really, and I'm going. I'm no. going to lean into this for because there's four shows that are are now like as we talked about with with Barry, Ted, Lasso. Uh, what was the other one? There was a third one. You said Maisel, Maisel, and Succession. And Succession. succession. Um, so I'm actually pretty happy with the fact that uh, I've got I've got a few shows that. We've got a few shows that we're watching. We're watching Silo on Apple, which is really great as well. I love a good, I love a really well designed sci fi universe. Westworld in a tunnel. Westworld in a tunnel, except without without (laughs) as much, without as much, there's not as much fucking violence in it. No. So, but it's, I mean, Rebecca Ferguson. Dialogue driven. Very dialogue driven. Rebecca Ferguson is a, you know? Uh, Yes. But like the thing that's really nice for me is it's summertime here. It's beautiful. Sorry for those of you that are listening way too late. Kelsey, stop yelling at me about that. Um, uh, it's That's
1: it, not evergreen content. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so I am actually okay with that because it, it allows me to do other things. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I love – I mean, we would watch Maisel every Friday morning, you know, when it would come out. Um, and, you know, Friday mornings have always been kind of a – A really mellow time, like Katie would be playing with the symphony. I would be I'd have a gig that night and we'd have these Friday mornings where we would watch Maisel and just bask in how beautiful it is and enjoy that. We do the same thing on Tuesday nights because Ted Lasso would typically come out Tuesday night before Wednesday morning and we'd watch it Tuesday night. Um, And, you know, we've got other things we're doing now and we're okay with that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, there'll be, there'll be things come up that I'm going to replace it with. But I've been polishing off a whole lot of shows and okay with not replacing them, yeah, you know, yeah. for every
1: four yeah, that I'm maybe, finishing. Maybe I need to create some more shit <laughs> instead of watch stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at, I'm with you. I feel the same way. It's,
0: um, I have really been enjoying From. Have you seen that? No. Uh, okay, so... Uh, dude from Lost, uh, the, who I remember his name. Is
1: that on CBS? It's on
0: MGM, <laughs> but the first season is available on Amazon on Prime, and okay. it is. Uh, I don't. I really don't want to give anything away about it.
1: Okay, then. Don't. Uh, so I'm not Shut going up. to.
0: But the first episode <laughs> sets. It's,
1: Why'd you bring it up? The first. E- <laughs> so
0: d- ignore everything I just said. There was no show for you to watch. Uh, get out of here <laughs> with your crazy shit. Um, I got uh, my uh, my best friend's husband. Uh, Scott has been yelling at me for uh, over a year to watch this show. Dude, okay. dude, you yeah, hey man, you gotta watch, you gotta watch that show. You gotta watch it. It's so good. His his voice is very deep, and he's very. You guys don't know. He's, who he he's is. very that tall. Is a
1: damn good impression. SpiralCell.com. <laughs>
0: Go check it out. You'll see some spiralcell
1: dot com. Fucking weird. Comic.
0: Awesome. Great music Find his YouTube channel Yeah and he's got a YouTube channel About all this stuff But he's been He's been barking at me for a while Like you gotta watch this show And I was like Fine fuck it I'll watch it And the first episode There is no question That you are in for an adult Horror Sci-fi show There's no fucking around here you you okay. get dropped in the middle of this universe where you okay. have no idea what's going on. This is on. a whole lot of Fuck talking yeah.
1: about not talking about it's it. So it's,
0: just, it's so good.
1: It's so good. Okay, very quickly, anyway. we actually should pimp him out. Scott Yule. Yeah. U-H-L. U-H-L. Go search that shit on YouTube. He has an awesome, growing YouTube channel that people that listen to this would find very helpful. He he does a lot of instruments and like accessories Wireless, for bands and MIDI, stuff. Wireless, that kind of stuff. How to how to build your own IEMs. All of like the yeah. wh- he has shootouts and product like. Uh, you know, uh, product assessments, and unboxings, yeah. and stuff. Like, it's really good if you're a musician, if you're if you're at all inclined to instrumentation. Yeah. Go find it, Scott Yule, U H L on YouTube, yeah. and blow up his YouTube. Because yeah. he's it's, really, it's cool.
0: really good. It's giving you a lot. It's a lot of information. Actually, I'll ask him. Hey, man, can you help me? As he goes, hey, go watch this video from. Uh, <laughs> this did it. <laughs> I already did this. You dumbass. By the
1: way, you know what? The, you want know to fix that. <laughs>
0: Blockchain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scott is also a massive crypto uh, fan. He's he's a A crypto crypto bro, bro. but
1: he's a smart crypto crypto bro. bro. All right,
0: so um, the other thing is like, so that's the one show, new show that I started. I finished Hunters. I finished all the shit on Prime. I started watching Citadel. I kind of didn't care. Um, Yeah, it's very pretty, but you know, I'm like looking at. I'm going, okay, these shows that I love are ending. Ted Lasso, I will rewatch again probably once a year. It's going to be a new West Wing for me kind of thing yeah. west wing gilmore yeah. girls and new girl and uh parks and rec those are the ones that are kind of a, a yearly nighttime sleepy show for me but on the other side of the coin i'm reading four books right now i'm listening to two different audiobooks. i'm like consuming a lot of stuff in other ways because i want to do other things okay i'm done yeah. with my, my shows are done that's cool i don't feel the same sadness I used to. And also, I think that they're going to do a Richmond spinoff for Ted Lasso.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to get into, is do you think... I mean, are you sad the show's over, not that you don't have a show to watch?
0: No, I'm not sad the show is over. And it's not because— You think the arc was I right. I think the arc was like perfect. They,
1: did it, they ended it at the right well, time. Well, I, I
0: think that, like, uh, I, was say, I was talking the other day about this. Uh, there, there's not enough—as a creative person, if I have a thing that I'm creating, I'm a fan of the BBC model. Which is here's our st- here's our story. Here's how long it's going to take. Here's how much money we'll need to make it. And after that, fuck off, right? Uh, <laughs> so because uh, I think the kings of the limited series. exactly. I mean, even yeah. like fucking Doctor Who, except for Doctor. Who. <laughs> but it yeah. does have a limited arc. Like every story has yeah. a limited. It has a. It's like here's our twelve episodes. Uh, uh, you know, and of this of who. this Who. And then we'll yeah. change it. We'll bring a new showrunner in. We'll try. It's a, it's kind of a like a like a public domain property at this point in time. Hey, bring that guy, in. he sees an. says, "Hello, I have an idea for Doctor Who. We'll make him a dog this time." Yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. it's like that kind of stuff. But I feel like Ted Lasso had the perfect arc. Three seasons yeah. done. Maisel was fucking great. Uh, the arc was Barry was. Um, where it started to where it ended Amazing yeah. I, I don't want to see another Lost again Right? No, Lost had about no, no, two no. seasons in the middle That did not fucking need to be there But that was all yeah. because they didn't know where they were going with it They didn't have the story mapped out
1: Well and I think with these You know three or four shows I, I, I think that we can X out two of them yeah. uh, You know And spoiler alert here Turn this off Kelsey K- but but spoiler beep, alert, beep, 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 you know, beep, Kelsey's beep, like, do not do turn do off that. the podcast. <laughs> do not tell them that. Um, but Barry and Succession not can not going to have spinoffs. Go any further? No. And and so you know it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> and so I, like the the arcs that had to go on there. I, I disagree would, about would Barry.
0: Me, I don't know about Succession, but I think that there's a
1: there's a there's a well a, there's one there's one yeah right Fuchs no oh I. You want to see the Fuchs story from? Here? I want to
0: see the Fuchs backstory, but the story from here oh, I oh, want yeah. to know is uh, I, there's, I can't I can't say without giving a spoiler away. But there is a the last scene
1: of the episode. Okay. Yes. That character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. 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 There you go. Will 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 They go down the same road? Yeah. Exactly. Are there reverberations from your parents? <laughs> um, Is- yeah, that's true. So let's let's do Ted Lasso yeah. here really quick. Um, the The finale, I thought was executed perfectly. Yeah, and and it's it's hard to say that if you know, there's so many things that happen with a finale that you know it's hard to wrap it. It was a little bit longer. Yeah, but. Um, the reason why, uh, you know, Brett Goldstein, Bill Lawrence, the people that are behind writing it, uh, The Beard, the guy that plays The Beard, yeah. um, all the people that were behind writing it, what I loved about it is that you knew he was going to leave. Yeah. Right? Like, it starts there. Yeah. Yes, there's a little bit of pushback of like, can't we get you to stay? But really, at no point did you think Ted was going to. St- he was going to stay. Yeah. They didn't play that trope yeah. of like, is he gonna or is he or isn't yeah. he? You know, and all of those like typical, you know, tropes that play into TV mm-hmm. shows. They they were they were deftly handled. Yeah, where it was like, yeah, we're gonna give that to you. Yeah, but really, this is just like when you're leaving and you're moving to another country. um, I have no idea what you mean. I mean, like, like, you in your own life, you're moving to another country and you have, like, a two-week-long procession of friends and wrapping up things, and it's just lovely. And they did it so well, where it was, like, it was fun to end the show. Like, so few... Like, Succession wasn't fun to end the show. I mean, it was glorious, but, like... But but Ted Lasso, I had fun watching that. Yeah. It was like we were all saying goodbye, and it's okay, yeah. and it and it can be sad and happy at the same time. Yeah, and you can wonder about everybody, and you know, there's some story arcs that they kind of show at the end or whatever. Yeah, but I thought even even the whole thing with rebecca there's this like scene where and i don't care if i spoil this like if you're not into this by now you, if if you aren't watching ted lasso you got a ways to go until you're going to get here but but where she's basically you know i can't convince you to stay you already know you know you already know your decision right yeah. and he just basically is silent in this moment where the two of them are talking mm-hmm. together and then he, uh she basically says and this is just great writing she goes. And this is where you're going to tell me you're going to sleep on it, and then we'll get up in the next day and we'll have the same conversation. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the whole, you know, this is the rom-com part where he runs off the plane to go to his, yeah. you know, and, and I want to run into someone's arms. They mention it. Yeah. They break down that fourth wall of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah Like, in the show, they're saying, in a show, this is what we would do. Yeah. We're not going to do yeah. that. This is real yeah. life. And, and they handled that so well, yeah. I thought.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is Katie pointed out to me that throughout the last season she's like Ted's saying less. Have you noticed? Yeah. And yeah. I said, "I did. I noticed that He's everybody else is doing
1: disappearing and stepping back.
0: Everybody else is everybody <laughs> has been has been uh affected by the lasso way and is having is able to do this on their own now and have that hope and have that belief uh and all that kind of stuff together um and oh my god a sidebar there's a soccer player who used to play for juventus and i can't remember the guy's fucking name thank you Have you read all the (laughs) fucking... Yes, I tweeted out, I can't
1: wait to have his
0: avocado. Oh my God. It wasn't (laughs) until I read all that shit that I was aware of how fucking Zava that guy, except for like, he's way more violent, you know? Yeah. He's definitely an angrier... (laughs) guy. the real guy. The real guy. guy. Way more violent. Yes. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, um, So... Uh, yeah so we noticed that like ted was speaking less and less now the other part is i i get shrinking still i still get my 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 brett goldstein in my life because i love that he is also the creator of this stuff and he's doing yeah. stand-up tours and he says fuck a lot and i'm i'm very very grateful that that person's presence as a creative is in my life and in my life on the level it's in because now i have now i have a new thing to be excited about and a new thing to inspire me and drive me um i'm really glad that i mean i've always uh, scrubs was a very big influence on me it's part of the reason that my close friend trevor and i are very close because we were in a band together and he made a scrubs reference. And I was the only one in the room that got it. And we were like, did we just become best friends? Yep. You know? Um,
1: <laughs> what, what was the reference? Do uh, he you went, remember? He was went, it? Eagle. <laughs> and, and I went, <gasps> so. Cause I'll make one every now and then I go wrong, 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 yeah, wrong. Wrong. I, wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. and, Someone will go. I got it. Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah, you. Right.
0: Um, Doctor Cox is my hero. Yeah. Um, his apartment might be one of the most 1900s to early 2000s looking apartments ever. It looks like the late 19th century. It looks like the the, the, the waiting room for Doctor Katz. Uh, I guess that would be 20th century. <laughs> yeah, 1900s. 19th. Yeah, sorry. It's it, yeah. I knew what you meant though. Um, but I just I can I can see it in my head. It's it's the waiting room for a dentist in the 1900s. It's like it, it's what it looks like. Anyway, I'm very grateful that I have these new creatives in my life that I'm inspired by and 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 lifted by. And I'm I'm you know I really like whenever I'm feeling blue, I can watch a few yeah. episodes of Ted Lasso and I will feel better. And there's so many isms about that character and one of the yeah. what they they handled the mental health piece of that so beautifully the fact that somebody even as positive and uplifting as ted had especially in that second season the way that that was handled was yeah. exceptional and it, and it allowed people to have a conversation about it that yeah. i think wasn't able to be had before and i'm just you know even though the shows are over i'm grateful that I I think that's probably why the I'm not sad about it. and I'm not mad. I don't have anything to watch anymore. I'm grateful that it happened. That's you know this that's the sign of maturity. Don't be
1: sad. It's over. <sighs> Smile that it happened. Uh, that's both my yeah, ex wives right there. Think, Drink. Look, I know it is recency bias, so probably a little bit. So maybe, you know, check back within me in a few months or yeah. whatever. But I really do think it was, if not the best finale. Like uh, series finale that I've ever seen. Not even Cheers. Um, you think it beats Cheers no, or Mash? I do, I do. and Mash, oh, and definitely Seinfeld, okay. and definitely. I, I will say yes to and Seinfeld. Here's why. Here's why because all of those attempted to do a little bit of let's show you, let's take you down you know, memory lane and show you some of the reoccurring characters, the the weird ones yeah. that were in this. Yeah. Um, you know, with the court hearing in Seinfeld, yeah. with the people coming in and out of the bar and Rebecca showing back up in cheers, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and even though they did, but you know, with the uh with the picture on the wall in the bar that May moves, yeah. that was a hat tip to yeah. Cheers to the family. Yeah. yeah. Um so look that up yeah. if anybody's interested. Yeah. But so they all attempted that. But because Ted Lasso was only three seasons, yeah. they were actually able to do it. Yeah. The psychologist. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the people uh, in the square, um, yeah. the fans, yeah. the, you know, Trent Cram, The uh, every single little character that you're like, oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. The, 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 the friend Rebecca's friend, yeah. who was a real big part of the first season. Yeah. um, Her mom. Yeah. Which, by the way, that woman, Rebecca's mom, that woman, she's in Silo. Oh, yeah. She's she's in, like, tons of shit. She needs to win an Emmy this year. She's done such a great job. I don't know her name. We'll look it up later. But Mm -hmm. they were able to touch all of those little points, including the most famous referee from the Premier League. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And, like, so there was, like, little touches like that that were... Just so impressive mm-hmm. to me to be able to touch all of those points and like, here, just show it to you a little bit. Here's just a little bit. And, and everybody was in it. Yeah. And they executed it, and none of it felt forced. Yeah. You know, so you got the wife watching with the kid and her new boyfriend, yeah, and he hates soccer, so you have the whole all of America is represented there. <laughs> you know? you've got yeah. you've got the psychologist, the psychiatrist you yeah. know in a, on her bed screaming about the final yeah. everybody's brought together, so I mean you know she is not really in it, but you know that she's around yeah. still, and then you find out later on, yeah, but so all of it, all of them got to be as part of yeah. it and I just thought they executed that so well, and yeah, I will say it was the best finale that I've seen in terms of being able to wrap a whole thing and me feel satisfied that I've gone on this full circle journey with you. boy. Circle journey. Circle Circle journey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, So that's why I thought it was great. Um, And, you know, likewise, Barry kind of had a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. where kind of everyone in the last two or three episodes kind of ended up back in the arc again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I think Anthony Kerrigan des- either by either by flashback yeah. or whatever.
0: I think Anthony Kerrigan deserves all of the awards for uh Noho Hank. Uh, <sighs> he he, I, he I, I mean I've kind of I kinda developed my man crush on him when he was on Gotham as Victor Zaz. 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 Yeah. And um but Noho Hank, what a fucking arc yeah. Oh my God.
1: And what what a character yes. that's been brought into this world. Yeah. That just burns so bright. Yeah. By the way, if you get a chance, <laughs> uh, search him out on um, the hike with Kevin Nealon
0: oh. on YouTube. Okay, I'm into that. Kevin
1: Nealon does these hikes with people. Yeah. He does it with the actor that played NoHo Hank, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 great because he he brings it up a little bit, and and it's fun to watch him. You know, in the wilderness of L.A., walking yeah. with Kevin Nealon, trying to make jokes, and mm-hmm. then he kind of yeah. he drops into Hank uh, a little bit,
0: North Hollywood Henry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I think that uh, the, he had my favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit. Uh, it, th- there was a line where he said, "Don't sell you, sell yourself short, Todd. That's a shitload of coos," and it was my favorite <laughs> <laughs> line. I like laughed at it for about fifteen minutes after that. Uh, that was in the last season.
1: It's it's so good, and i But let's yeah. I, I, let me bring up something about Barry that I really want to. I want to bring this up about Bill Hader. I'm a huge fan me of too. Bill Hader yeah. as a writer and now as a director. Oh my god! Um, yeah, he he opened my eyes on his vision as an auteur. Yeah. Um and and I love that. Mm-hmm. However, I'm happy for him to end this and bury it <laughs> because I want to see cracking up bill Hader a lot yeah. more i want to see more stefan kind of yeah. hater more 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 bill Hader with john mulaney i hope that they are able to work on the next project but you know whatever he's gonna do next can't nearly be as as um as dark as oh, this because yeah. i'm sure he and his wife and his kids are like honey let's let's lighten yeah. it up a little bit well that's funny <laughs> you know, that was
0: after these four or five years yeah of the first season is nothing like this like where it no. ended up is like is like it was oh my. God. The first
1: season was fucking yeah. the last season was literally a horror it movie. It was fucking breaking bad.
0: Uh, yeah. It was yeah. it was I mean, there were moments of levity, like there isn't anything, but it was just it was very, very dark. You know? And by the
1: way, moments of levity. One of the best cameos of the year is Bill Burr as the podcaster yes. in the car saying that it's okay to kill people. Yes. Sometimes.
0: Katie was the one that caught the voice. She was like, Is that yeah. Bill Burr? I was like, Yes. Looked it up. I was like, it fucking just is just one
1: little phone yeah. in. He didn't even have to show yeah. up to set. Good for you, Bill. Yeah. You got it. I
0: loved it. Yeah, that I love Bill Burr's acting career now. <laughs> the Mandalorian.
1: I mean, he's in the Star Wars yeah. universe for Christ's sake. Yeah. He's on every yeah. he's on a bunch of shit. Um, but so okay, so that's Barry. And I'm I mean, I'm glad that the kids know who Henry Winkler oh, is yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, Stephen Root has been around for a long time, yeah. and it's great to see him get his flowers. Yeah, um, You know, yeah. of course, I'm going to have to burn down the building. Yeah, um, It's <laughs> you know, office space. Yeah. Go look up at office space if you want to see Stephen Root. Wasn't nailing. he in Just Shoot uh, Me as well with David Spade? Yeah. Yeah. And he was also in News Radio. That's right. And yeah, there's... Maybe it was News Radio, so not things. Just
0: Shoot Me. Maybe it was News Radio I'm thinking of, but I know... Yeah. I think it was News yeah, Radio. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Um, um, but so like, I love that the Barry arc is over. I'm, I'm so excited to see what the Bill hater does yeah. next. And, and, and I'm glad that he's free from yeah. this. <laughs> I think that that's the thing that I'm feeling about all of this
0: stuff is like, as, as creative yeah. people, I am excited to see what these people do next, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like finishing a huge yeah. album and a tour. Yeah. And it's like, take a breath yeah. and then come back
0: and do the next Speaking thing. Speaking of the next thing, the new Foo
1: Fighters <laughs> record. Uh, it came in a flash. Uh, yes, uh, the new Foo Fighters record. I just wrote a huge thing about this because I saw that there was a, um, a track listing for the recording session. Yeah, so, Greg Kirsten, main producer on this, uh-huh. that has produced the last few records. And uh, if you watch the Hanukkah sessions with Dave Grohl, you know who that he's is. that yep. guy. Just an amazing fucking musician, yeah, first of all. Exactly. Um, but uh, that track listing. For the album that would end up becoming um, But Here We Are is the name of the album. Uh, Ten songs on Mm -hmm. it. They recorded 30. Yeah. And we can get into this if you want, Uh, but there's a lesson there for all musicians to understand why they recorded 30 to get to 10. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the album. Let's talk about Rescued, Mm -hmm. the lead single. (sighs) It's so good. Rescue me? Rescue. No, I think it's rescued. Yeah, I think it's yeah. rescued. Um, did you watch the live global stream uh preparing music for concerts? I
0: did not. Um I watched I watched highlights of it. I mean, I've been doing yeah. other things, but I I I uh I did see the uh the the drummer announcement where they had uh Chad Smith and Tommy Lee and then fucking Danny Carey walk in. Danny Carey and like, Thanks for grooming the poodles, man, and I appreciate it. Like,
1: Didn't know he could do. Yeah, that.
0: Um, I watched that, and I and you know, there's something about like I. The tragedy of Taylor's death is is one is one thing. I know that there was ex, there was some circumstances attached to it with the regards to you know it, uh, it, previous addictions, shall we say, raising their nasty heads. Um, but like it was really good for me to see Dave joking and having fun with his friends. Even carrying the weight of losing his best friend. Um, so that was... What they and not
1: mentioning it and once. And not
0: mentioning it once. Yeah.
1: Not mentioning yeah. it. And I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. I mean, they they closed the chapter with the tribute shows yeah. um, and put it all out there. I mean, obviously, just six hours of playing and Dave Grohl playing bass and drums yeah. and singing. Yeah. And, and all the the cavalcade of people that love Taylor yeah. showing the respect mm-hmm. in different countries on different continents. Yeah. Um, that's the way you do yeah. that. If you can, if you're foo fighters yeah. um, and then you take a little time and you come back and, and life goes on yeah. and you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but we're all blessed. That Dave has experience in this. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's had to deal with this kind of grief before. That doesn't make it any easier. Of course. I, I mean, you know, personally. Yeah. But as someone, I, I mean, I personally, I have a pretty high body count of people I've mm-hmm. known. Yeah. And, and, and I will tell you, it does make it easier yeah um because it you and no matter how close people are to you whether it's your mom or your best friend or yeah. friends you've known for years or people you've played with like when this stuff happens once you've gone through that much death it does get easier yeah. it, it it doesn't get easier to to feel it mm-hmm. but it does get easier to move to the next phase of your life because you do realize very quickly how lucky you are Mm -hmm. to be here and like, okay, yeah. so that's that. I've sat Shiva. It's time to (laughs) fucking move on. Life is moving on without you. And you can either just, you know, I think what really happens to people that haven't gone through tragedy like that, excuse me, um, is that they do feel like they have to go into a shell because they're not used to their life changing so drastically. And when you are used Mm -hmm. to it changing so drastically, then you know okay, there is going to be another side of this, and it's whatever I yeah. make it. I have to start making it mm-hmm. now. Got to start moving on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my one of my maxims is I want to see what's next. Yeah. I mean, that is the driving force of staying alive to me is I want to see what's next. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know whether it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to see it.
0: I've uh, I had that conversation with one of my coaching students. I've got some private coaching musician students who, you know, spend their time and hard-earned time and money with me to, to help me, you know, kind of guide them through these transitions into a professional musicianship. And one of the things I was talking about was uh, they're like, I want like, one of the things on this guy's list was I want to die knowing that I had done all the things I wanted to do. And I was like, Hey man, you can go after all the things you want to do, but please know if you do this right, you will die with a lot of unfinished projects. Yeah. Because you always are going to be going to the next thing. And that's one of the beautiful things about this life. You will not be out of things to fucking do. And anybody who tells me they're bored at 65 can suck it. <laughs> because there's so much shit to fucking do. Go to Spain. Go to Italy. Go learn to learn, go learn to kayak. Learn Spanish. Learn how to cut Try hair. To knit.
1: <laughs> Try to knit. Go paint. Take up another paint instrument. Paint a picture. Like, yeah, I could name ta- 10 off the top of my head. Yeah. Jump rope.
0: (laughs) Watch your hips. Learn how to hula. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know, there's there's so many things to do that you know. uh, I was I I was so I'm I'm so I'm moved by this idea, like that you will never run out of things to do, especially as a creative person. If you're, um, you know, I mean, everybody's got a creative part of them, no matter what you do. I don't give a shit if you're a garbage man or you fucking data entry, whatever. There's a piece of you that's creative person, and as a creative person, you will never if you choose to run out of things to do and i love i love that uh even after all of the tragedy and things we see some of our favorite artists and some of our favorite people go through such as you um i'm grateful that you're still here and still making shit
1: yeah and i and i constantly feel behind (laughs) yeah as you should yeah i have 300 songs i need to record right now yeah and i wrote one last why don't you try starting with song one yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah. Or maybe song two. Woo Yeah, I'm gonna. And so, yeah. Blur. Thank <laughs> you. That was good. Um, I, you know, let's let's fan this out. Like, I mean, I think we've we've uh, kind of covered sort of the general things. But about this Foo Fighters thing, the record is great. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's. It's seriously great. Yeah. My favorite no. record is is Nothing Left to Lose. I do think it's uh, it's in my top ten records of all yeah. time. Um, albums, yes. like the, every song, not not a skip on yeah. it, and there's songs that are never going to be a single yeah. that are brilliant. Yeah. Aurora is mm-hmm. brilliant, and <clears throat> there are songs like that that are amazing. And this this album, first of all, the mix. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was recorded in 96. Yeah. Like, it's so warm yeah. and analogy, and, I wonder why. And the Does he
0: own some know, uh, some piece of music history and keep it in his house?
1: I know. <laughs> it's just It's amazing, like, what they've done sonically. Oh, yeah. and that's not going to be talked about oh, you yeah. know, a whole lot, probably, which is fine. Yeah. Be um, talked about by but, us.
0: We love the way that sounds.
1: But how you come to this level and... Hall of Fame years later, 27 years, whatever mm-hmm. the band's been together, and after Nirvana, after all of the stuff, after a drummer dies, and you're able to come out with this kind of record, and like, I can't stop listening to Rescue. Yeah. I I love the guitar part. It's got a riff. Yeah, it's got a chorus. It's got a killer bridge yeah. that gets riled up, and and it's so fucking Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. It's got some yelling in it, some soft singing. It's so Dave. Yeah, it's and and like for people to to really get a hold of this idea that like how you can record a song coming back from all of this mm-hmm. that sounds like your band. Yeah. Is a, it's a feat yeah. to do yeah. It's not easy That is not easy no, to do No, not at all And <laughs> to sound original and fresh and new And it fits 2023 yeah. And it's emotional All in this whole world that we're living yeah. in I, It's damn near magical That they're able to do it at all
0: Yeah yeah.
1: And, 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 and also, let's touch on this Josh Free, <laughs> the new drummer Fucking
0: amazing, he's so good
1: Totally a drummer's drummer, yeah. uh, you know, played with Nine Inch Nails and Devo, and and uh, and the list just goes yeah. on. And a studio guy, a road dog, um, a plug-in kind of guy that will just learn and kill yeah. it. The um, 21st I century Kenny Aronoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my friends is just just upset as hell that it wasn't Rufus Taylor. Yeah. Um, Of course, the The drummer from The Darkness, who is the son of Roger Taylor from Queen, Mm -hmm. uh, who unfortunately looks a lot like Taylor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And his last name is Taylor. And his name is Taylor, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so for the people that are wondering why that happened, I do have a little bit of info about this, is that Josh is older. He's got kids. He is of that age. These are dads. Um, you know, they've been around so long. I mean, yeah. I think Pat Smear might be able to be getting social security. Yeah, I think security. he's getting you know, an ARP card. It's, yeah, they all have ARP <laughs> yeah, cards. Exactly. And so you got to understand when you join Foo Fighters and you go on what's going to end up being a one and a half year tour mm-hmm. around literally the globe yeah. Europe, Australia, Asia, you know, South America, America, all over the place. Yeah. And you run an album cycle with Foo Fighters, it's a machine. Yeah they 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 hire they employ hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. every yeah. year and and that means you're together you're a family you're a band or whatever look rufus i think is 28 or 30 yeah yeah and you know and and so you know josh has stories about playing drums at disney in the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, that makes Pat Smear smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he has road stories about what it was like in the early 90s in a van in punk clubs. Yeah. And, like, that makes Dave smile. Yeah. Like, those are all things, like, Shifflett Yeah. can understand him. Yeah. And these are things where they're like, oh, you know, my kid's sick or my wife, you know, yeah, she's bitching about me. Like, that's who you need in that kind of yeah. project at this time in their life. Agreed. That. You know, it, all things being equal, if both drummers are about equal, I would pick Josh as well. Yeah. However, I will also say, technically, I think Josh is the right drummer. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that Josh has the panache and he has a little bit of industrial metal side to yeah. him that he's had to play yeah. that Foo Fighters needs. Yeah. yeah. They're tighter, dude. No, 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 no shade on Taylor. Yeah. That was what it was. Yeah. But it's just a new thing. He's learned the songs as they were. There's no bad habits. And so he has the right tempos. Watching them play one, um, watching them play uh, All My Life. Yeah. All my life I've been looking for. Watching them play that at the right tempo, Dave was struggling. Yeah. Because Josh knows how fast it is. And they got into a little bit of laziness with that. So bringing in the new guy, it makes you all go, fuck, I better pay attention. Like, my downstrokes need to be faster. I need to be better at this. And how invigorating and lovely that is for the band, I think. It's great to watch as a fan. Mm -hmm. And I just, so I think they've made the right decision. And I think the majority of fans, I think, agree. I think so, too. Which, by the way, that is not guaranteed, right? This could have fallen, this could have been like, fuck them, No one can ever replace Taylor. That's my favorite band. We don't care. This new album sucks. You know what I mean? That could have happened. No, I disagree. And and it didn't. I disagree
0: that could have happened. I think that there is so much love for that band that the way that everybody in the band grieved the loss of their brother-in-arms, there was no way that, uh, that the person that came in to take that place... There was an understanding that this was not a replacement. This was right. this was uh, uh, this a new, a new chapter. Yes, exactly. I think that that was. I don't think it was possible because of the people that were involved for the fans to reject Josh Freeze. I just don't think it was possible because I mean his his credibility speaks for itself. I mean he's
1: well musician wise, but I don't think fans. Know yeah, that. maybe
0: not. But I mean, you know, like it it. I think that the way like I th- that Dave and the band dealt with the passing of Taylor allowed them the freedom to kind of do what they needed to do and want to do and that's been the history of that band. It's always been that thing. He is in the pit with you. He is the biggest fan of this music with you. And I think that that's what allows it to be this of uh, uh, what's allowed it to evolve. He didn't want it to evolve. It had to evolve because of, you know, unfortunate circumstances. And the fans felt that, too, because they knew that when it came down to the pit, Dave was in the pit with them.
1: Yeah. No, that's very true. No, I'm just saying that, like, uh, they—it's not a given that you can pull this off. Okay, that's fair. You know, and— and, like, I am probably, I've seen the Foo Fighters every single time they've come through Denver. And I am probably, you know, it's it's one of my favorite bands yeah. of all time. And, of course, I love Dave as a human, yeah. songwriter, human. Yeah. <clears throat> the way he is, the way he treats his mom, yeah. his writing, the barbecue yeah. stuff, all. Yeah. Of that, right. You just can't be. Yeah. Dave. But, um, but I'm, even so. Look, I'm not a fan of every single damn song. I'm yeah. not going to listen to bad songs <laughs> because I love the band, yeah. even the best fans in the world. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like Rescued and Underneath You mm-hmm. or whatever, give From Underneath You, the, I'm, I'm listening to those as a fan because the song does something yeah. for me. It is recorded yeah. that well. It's performed that well. It's that good of a song. Yeah. And, and so to be able to do that and actually realistically do mm-hmm. that is impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I also love that they're going to be doing a lot of stuff from the last two mm-hmm. albums. Not every song on the last two albums were good. Um but but there were two or three standout songs that yeah. they that they're, they're going to be playing live yeah. that are fantastic. Yeah. And I'm glad they're going to be in the set. Now.
0: I think that there's this that, that for for artists that are, you know, just up and coming and doing their thing, one of the things that m- That I have taken from the Foo Fighters success and from Dave Grohl's success is when you meet Dave Grohl, and I, you have you met him? I've met him once, once. I've met him a couple times at a couple different festivals. Not, not, not deeply though. And he is exactly who you want. He he is, that's who he is. And so I love him so much, I didn't want to bug him. (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, like i yeah. didn't want to get a picture oh no i, I don't want to talk to him and talk about all the shit I just hey man yeah i don't
0: I, but that's not the experience i want to have either nobody's around i don't give a shit about photographs i want to have i want to be in a human experience with somebody whoever they are yeah right um and i yeah. and, does, and so the other shit doesn't matter to me and he is that person he is that excited and that I mean, he, obviously he's a human. He's going to have his moods and he's going to be that guy, kind of, but he's yeah. that guy. He is Dave yeah. Grohl. There's nobody, he's not putting on airs. He's, there's no pretense. That's who he is. He is a fan and he is happy as a fucking pig and shit doing what he's doing. And yeah. if you are going to have yourself a music career and you're going to have a satisfying, fulfilling, lifetime obsession with being this thing, you have to be you. Anything less Will fucking infuriate you and it will
1: burn you out. Yeah, I also think for musicians and and young bands starting out, there's a really good lesson with Foo Fighters um, here as well. Is that the the this has happened with almost every band you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, the lineup changes. Yeah, you know, you there was a and and the and you almost break up. A lot of bands almost they they almost broke yeah. up a few uh-huh. times. Um, when Dave went over to Queens of the Stone Age and Chevy Metal Van was starting and, you know, there was a whole lot of talk like this might be it. And, you know, but in the beginning there was a different guitarist and he was a very close friend and he just couldn't hack it as well. And, you know, before Shifflett comes Mm -hmm. in, and you know you have these things, you know, different drummers that happen, and different players. Pat's in, Pat's out, Pat's back in. You know, <laughs> Pat there's, does Pat. There's a whole lot. Yeah, and and, and the early part, of, I mean, Pat could be there whenever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. That's on yeah. him because Dave was like, "Whatever, it's Pat Smear." Yeah. He's a, he's more of a Pat Smear yeah. fan than he is a Foo Fighters fan. I, <laughs> I love the Germs. You know, and are, aren't we yeah. all? You know, I would love Pat, yeah. but you know, Nate, Nate thought. That uh, Sunny Day Real Estate was gonna be bigger, and, and technically at the time, yeah, they were gonna be bigger than Foo Fighters. He had a hard decision, to yeah, make, yeah, you know. And so, so it's you know, listen, whoever you're looking at in the rehearsal space right now, mm-hmm. and as much as you're a band of brothers and your and, and sisters, whatever, that that's a family, yeah. just do understand that the music is the most important thing, and that the bass player might not be there in a few yeah. years. Yeah. You have to keep going Yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. It may be another band. It may be just you. You may replace mm-hmm. people. But like that is not the end all. Yeah. And, and I know what it felt like at 22, 24 to be looking at the band and going, oh, no, I couldn't imagine anyone being yeah. here. And boom, we replaced our guitars.
2: <sighs> yeah. And we were
1: nobody. Yeah. You know. And it was a huge problem with our fans. And then that guy didn't work out because he couldn't tour. Yeah and then we replace the other guitarist yeah. and like it does happen and so just to understand that music and and the band life an artist life yeah. man if you want to stick around it's probably not going to look the same and you got to get next to that right now and that's pay attention to the things that matter
0: yeah and that's why you got to get your paperwork in order <laughs> that's right that's because right because that guy standing next to you that's your brother right now may not be there in a few years and you may still want to do something. And he might be a co-writer. He might be a co-writer. And
1: you need it. A- and part of the LOC at the time that the songs were written and recorded, and that means he's part of the master ownership, and you better fucking change your LOC with the managers and the members. Uh. Kelsey's like, hey, listen, we have that on one of the rundowns. We do. We should talk about it. Yeah. But, okay, I want to... Because this is kind of a Foo Fighters episode, yeah. and we're basically here yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, And we'll post this. I'll go ahead and post this, but... I, I want to talk about why you should record more songs than you're going to mm, release. Yes. Okay. So the last album, like I mentioned in the beginning of this, there, there's a list that comes out that Foo Fighters released. There was 30 songs that were part of the recording yeah. session. and But Here We Are is the name of the album. And as you will notice if you Google it or if you've listened, mm-hmm. there are only 10 songs yeah. on it. And so why is that? What is the reasoning Mm -hmm. behind that? Why would you record 30 songs knowing you're not going to put out 30 songs, right? You're not going to do a triple album. You're not going to do that. So why would you do that? This is kind of an old school band producer thing to do, Mm -hmm. Um, but it needs to come back. Stu and I have talked about this before where we've talked about the idea of you do release singles uh, one at a time. Mm But there is something very important about recording an album, and that is because an album is a snapshot of time. It's a snapshot of emotion in the writer's life, in the band's life, in the world, in in the listener, right? For your fans you don't want to write, you don't want to write a whole album about 60 civil rights today. Although you could update it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But, but there are certain things that maybe you don't write about right now that, that matter in the world that make you contemporary, Mm -hmm. that make you part of the mirror of society. Uh And so, um, but so anyway, why would you do all of that sort of thing? And, and here's, here's there, there are three main reasons. Um, We've talked about one of the main reasons to record an album is that you get tighter as a band, you get better at recording, mm-hmm. you, get a better, um, you get a better relationship with the producer, with the mixing engineers, everyone. You know, if you're just going in for one song, look, that's a day rate and you're out the door. Yeah. Here's your session. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing an album, they want to get to know you. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Why are you doing this song? Why that mm-hmm. line? Why this line? Yeah. Hey, uh, over a certain amount of time, maybe you get a different guitar. Yeah. Uh, maybe you got some new equipment. Maybe someone brings in a different amp to the session. Yeah. There are a lot of things musically that recording an album really help musicians accomplish that you don't think about at the time. Yeah. But But God, certainly by the time you're recording your third album, your fourth album... You know, you're like, yeah, we've been down this road. I know how I want to record. Yeah. I like playing guitar in the morning or yeah. my voice is best raspy at midnight. Mm-hmm. There are things you learn yeah. by doing. Oh, yeah. It. Um, but so here's one of the things. And then I want to get some of your point of view. So I'm not just talking the time <laughs> here. But um, I've talked one enough. Of the reasons, one of the reasons why you have these 30 songs that you bring in as a writer, or as a band, mm-hmm. is that sometimes... Best practices, you don't get the magic yeah. on a certain song. You may think, man, this is a great song, and you may have even rehearsed it. And the band's like, yeah, fuck yeah, the drummer's like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. the bass player's like, oh, I love my part on that. Yeah. And you get to the studio, and it's just not yeah. there. And you do it another day, and it's just yeah. not there. And you try to make some changes, and, and you got to move on. Yeah. And so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. To where, if you if that's only one of the ten songs you bring into the session, hey, you that's what you got to live mm-hmm. with now. Yeah. But this way, you can take that and go. Okay, that's not that's not there. Let's finish it. Let's move yeah. on. Let's go to the let's go to number fifteen. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's one thing. Second, again, by attempting thirty songs and learning thirty songs on your instrument on your mm-hmm. parts, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get better as a musician. Oh yeah. You're gonna get better. You've got different keys. You're playing in different tunings. Um, You've got to remember tricks. You you don't. You also get better at flavor, right? Like talk about this as a guitarist, as a soloist, or as someone writing riffs. Well, if you're looking, if you're staring down the barrel at 30 of them, yeah, you know whether or not you're stealing from yourself. (laughs) You know whether or not you're like on this 16th song. You're like, ah, that solo sucks compared to the fourth song we just did. Yeah. You know, I got to work harder at that. Or the bass player is like, yeah, I've just been walking all over everything. Maybe I should do something against the backbeat on this. You know, same thing with the drummer. Maybe I should come up with some different patterns here. It forces you as a musician to become more musical Mm -hmm. um, and to challenge yourself. What do you think about that? Like from a guitarist and a singer standpoint, a songwriter, like don't you feel like you kind of push yourself more when you have more material?
0: I do. I think that... Um, or
1: do you disagree? No, no, I don't, I don't, don't disagree. Okay.
0: I don't don't not not disagree.
1: I don't not disagree. I don't disagree. not don't I not disagree.
0: Don't. Um here I'm gonna I'm gonna come at it from the producer place. Uh, the the, the telling of the story. Um I if I'm if I'm sitting in the chair um and I have a band in there and we're gonna be I mean I just got done with a record that took a year to make.
1: Right. Um right, right. over
0: a year to make. Uh, and that was, you know, to, due to a vari- variety of items and, you know... I kn- Always is. I, yeah, it was a variety <laughs> of things. It wasn't a year spent in the studio, but it was a year of my time. And as I, you know, as I was, you know, we, we recorded all the, 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 the meat and potatoes last year uh, in April. And I got done with final, I, I got done with the Masters last week. And the yeah. evolution, uh, as a, as a just for me as a mix engineer, um, is, uh, you know, is, is, has, has drastically changed. Now, as an artist in the studio, um, just like anything else, um, you've got, you've got your productive times and you've got your not productive times. I am most productive. I'm a weird musician, I'm productive between seven and two. Right. So we are out. I'm out of productive time right now. Yes. 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right. Uh, that is when I'm productive. Um, you are what's called a lunch pail. Musician. I am a lunch pail musician. <laughs> I've never heard that before. So
1: you have yeah, it. It's a session. Um, thing. And so that's when I'm lunch. You got lunch pail guys and you got champagne. Guys. Uh, champagne guys. Lunch pail guys are morning and champagne and guys night. are like. Cheersing at midnight. That's and, and that comes from, you know. Like, and then they're smacking. Yeah, and they're smacking.
0: Just all, like whatever you need, man. Give me a bump. I'm, whatever, on, I'm, I'm on my way. Um, and, you know, I can be. I need the 250. <laughs> I need my money now. Okay. Um, I know for a fact that um that's not true for the artists I work with. But most of the people I work with in short, you know whether i work with them for 3 to 6 months or i work with them for a week or 3 days most people who come into the studio have no idea when they're when they do their best work i'm the one that has to figure that out for them at first right now uh as, as time goes on i recognize oh he's better here he's better here he's better here what's the best time to get the rhythm section doing their thing When does a singer work? When does this work? When does this work? And so, you know, I'm paying attention to that as a producer because it's my job to manage and the people and get the best thing out of them possible. And then when they leave my studio, they are in a better place to make that decision for themselves. Uh, If they come in with 10 songs, they're recording five. That's my rule. And the reason that's my rule is because, number one, all 10 of those songs are not great.
1: They just—they just, they just are not
0: going to be great, and that's
1: okay. And they're not from us or any major artist yeah. or great songwriter. It's the same for everybody. Yeah.
0: I was talking to somebody about film and sync today about like they're like, well, I kind of want to start getting into the world. I was like, well, then you're writing fifty songs a week. Yeah. If that's what if that's where you want to go and that's what, all you want to do, you're writing. You know, I mean, I've got a friend of mine out in Nashville. They're a minute and a half long. Yeah, but they're yeah. a minute and a half long. But you're writing. <laughs> 50 something or 30 to 50 things a week. Um, And, you know, my buddy uh, Corey Lee out in Tennessee, um, he is writing, I think he told me once, 3,000 songs a year. Man. And that means that he and 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 you know of all, of those three thousand he's, he loves it he does co writes he's like I mean he's he's got people coming through his office like like changing like underwear oh you're in my two to four session and you're into my four fifteen to six fifteen session you're in my eight thirty to ten thirty session like he's got yeah. people coming in all the time and he's doing it full time and he's fucking great at it he's the yeah, this is my nickname for him he's the Hallmark King he's got a fuckload of uh you know songs in like when when the holiday season pops up. But he's Love yeah but he's writing those that many songs and he's not they're not all working they're not all no. placing they're not all working for the artist he even works writes them with um, because yeah. those people also have their own story to tell and they have their own um, thing they're trying to make happen and um, you know if you're like me, I like so many different genres of music. Like, right, you know, like right, right. every day is like I could be listening to Meshuggah and then I'm listening to Bill Withers and then I'm listening to NWA and then I'm listening to Kenny G. Not really. I'm not really listening to Kenny G. I might be listening to, you know, <laughs> the, the 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 Berlin Philharmonic or something like that. Right. And all of those influences go into me as a songwriter. So that means that one day I've written four R&B songs, three metal songs and nine pop songs. And not all of those right. songs work together. So not only do the all, not yeah. all those songs work together. Now not all the not all the the stories I'm telling in those songs work together because every song is a story. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, at, at um, the new Foo Fighters record, that story is very clear with the songs they chose. This is the story Absolutely. we're choosing to tell right now. Yeah, and and I think that that's a piece that. Um, almost every songwriter i've worked with believes that the newest song they wrote is their best song that's not true right no you want want it to to be be. but that's not necessarily true it might be but for the most part and that's why i think we get this rush from artists to just i wrote the greatest new song i recorded and now i'm putting it out because i want everybody to hear it because it's my best song right it's my best thing yeah and so please tell me i'm pretty because this is my best song but giving these songs some time to become kimchi and pickle them in a, in a jar for a little while and let them sit yes. there, yeah. it's going to be better in the long run. Let
1: that bitch breathe!
0: I was talking to somebody today about the yes, no, maybe folders that I have on my, on my computers, which is uh, when I write something, um, I give it a week. So I write something on one day, and I'll record a demo version of it, and I'll listen to it for a week. And then at the end of that week, I will decide yes, no, maybe. So... And that means that even when it's a no, I still don't get rid of it, but it sits in the no folder. So it gives yes, and so the maybe is something I'll revisit later, and the no's I revisit, I revisit them on different timetables. The maybes I'll revisit once a month. The no's I'll revisit every three to six months, just to see. Does yeah, that, that's interesting. So
1: I've get, I do it a little bit different than that. I do it where I do the earworm yeah. test. So, like, I write something, and I don't commit it to paper, to da yeah. until... I'm in the kitchen singing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like, I'm, and, and now, and if it's a hook yeah. that I think is a good hook, like this happens to me all the time late at night watching something, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I got a hook in my yeah. head. I'll go to voice app and I will, and I'll, and I'll drop it in yeah. there just so that I, just so that I have mm-hmm. it and sort of, you know, get the melody out and maybe the words that I thought were cool or yeah. whatever. And then I will wait. I will wait. If it if it comes back from the universe, yeah. if the muse is like, psst, remember this. Yeah. And then and that's when I commit yeah. to it. Yeah. And then and then I go back about every month and I go through those things and I'm like, oh shit, that's actually better than I yeah. thought. I needed to listen to it a yeah. few more times. But the ones that stick in my head. Mm-hmm that I can't stop thinking about. And a lot of times it, it happens on a twist. Like if I if there's a pre-chorus into a chorus mm-hmm. and I love the lift of yeah. it, but I can't figure out how to make it perfectly timed or there's the, like one word is wrong rhythmically, yeah. I will just th- sing that song in my head for days yeah. until I get it. And then I commit. Yeah. If I get yeah. it, then I commit to it. So we all have our yeah. process. I, I just,
0: I think the idea of, you know... You don't have to get rid of it, but you have to be able like, to perform a, a certain degree of battlefield triage on your music. and totally, and, and that's totally. why you have a producer as well. Um, I'm yeah. working with a, a, a person right now where she gave me a fuckload of stuff and uh, said, what do you think? And I went through and I, I gave notes on every single thing. And, I hi- and it was like, I think I highlighted uh, six songs as yes – this is this is kind of a cool area and uh, there was three songs that were yellow maybe so green means go and yellow means maybe and red means no and uh it was out of you know it was, i mean probably 20 30 songs there was six that i thought yeah. were would be, that's would be. Good. and i was like that's pretty good and uh you know <laughs> yeah. and, and um it, they were all a little, I, I had to go, this is a single, this is a single, this is an album track, this is a single, this is a single, right? And this is an album track. Yeah. And I said, this is a really great album track, but it's not. you're not going to be able to release this as a single. It's just not that type of thing.
1: And you know what we call that? A deep cut. Deep cuts. We love deep cut. Oh, Bettys. gosh, yes. D- uh, deep cut Betty's, they tell you about that eighth track that's the best song on that album yeah. that nobody cares yeah. about.
0: Yeah. Deep that's cut. the uh the, what was that we talked about the the <clears throat> the hatest grits i mean greatest hits of uh george michael <laughs> that's yeah right. like yeah. they're like exactly. this is not a hit um
1: this is not a hit this wasn't even a song <laughs> but i think that that's
0: i think that's even that's not even him singing um <laughs> that's that's the hard part as an as an artist especially if we fall in love with something um and, yeah. you know and it, it's a it's a balancing act because as a producer i'm like I love, I love you as an artist, and I respect you, and I, and I am here to listen to your opinion. I disagree with you that this is a single. I think this is a – you can absolutely record this song, and then once you have it on tape, you can make a decision
1: about what to do with it. But I don't think it is. Um, but, but that's a great point. Like, as a recor- – this is why it's called Recording Artist, yeah. is that you're, you're a songwriter. That's a hat, yeah. right? You're a musician. That's a yeah. hat. And then when you go into the recording process with a producer and a mixer and you're having to put all these things together in the pot, mm-hmm. it may be something where the producer doesn't get the yeah. d- doesn't get the vision yeah. or you're not able to communicate it well. Yeah. But like if you do like it Fight yeah, for it. Absolutely. Make it great. I agree. Make it great. Like right now, it's an album track. You think it's a single? Prove it yeah. to me. Warren, you... And because if you can't prove it to me... How
0: are you going to prove it to fuck them? Fuck
1: you think that someone's going to get it on a playlist, yeah. you know, in the middle. of They're going to give it one listen on the subway. And you think that it's going to prove to yeah. them? You know, fight for it if that's what it yeah. is. And that's why you got to have so many choices for the producer. I think another thing that I want to touch on here real quick from the producer yeah. standpoint that you brought up is knowing when you are best positioned to perform a recording. Ooh, yeah. To do your performance. Yeah. So you're a seven to two yeah. guy. And I think, and I remember these days, and I know I know you do too, um, a lot of young bands that are listening to this, you by nature are used to re recording. Or you're used to playing gigs at eleven o'clock at, at nine night. O'clock. Yeah. yeah, nine nine to nine to yeah. one or whatever, oh, yeah. right? Somewhere around there. You're also used to rehearsing at mm-hmm. night. We get together, we have a few beers or whatever, yeah. or a few joints, we rehearse. Yeah. Um you don't rehearse at ten AM, most of yeah. you. Most of you don't. Unless and, you're and getting so, ready for
0: the next Taylor Swift tour and then you're you're rehearsing right, between right, ten unless, and six.
1: But see, this is this is where professionals come yeah. in, where it's like Like, in real time, in real life, that studio calls at 10 o'clock for your time to come in. Uh, 10 a.m. Yeah. You know, in real time, you are doing tour rehearsals at 9 Mm a.m. And you get lunch break and then 1 to 6 and, you know, whatever. And so as a young band, you need to break out of what you're used to doing. You're rehearsing and you're playing gigs on Friday or Saturday night to find out that maybe you are better... At at playing technical things or getting the best out of your voice at noon, yeah. and the only way you do that is by recording more. Yeah. The only and that may be at home. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars to yeah. find this out, but you should be working with a producer at some point. Have some feedback in this to be like you know what. I love your voice in the morning. I do. I like I like the feel of it. You warmed up just the right amount. You don't have too much fry on it. Whatever it is. Or or look, you're just better focused when on the guitar parts where I can go, Hey, I need another take. I need another take. I need another take. A little slower this time. Yeah. Um where you might be better at doing that at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And so you got to learn those things by going through the process. You're not yeah. going to learn them, and no one's ever going to tell you it. Yeah. Because as a band, I know right now you're just trying to save money to record. Yeah. Right. You're playing the gigs. You're rehearsing. You're trying to do whatever. Yeah. And you'll just get in whenever you can and hope for the mm-hmm. best. We're trying to give you some shortcuts yeah. here. On to get to greatness, because that's the only thing that's going to save yeah.
0: you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's an interesting way to put it. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, Warren Hewitt had a thing this week where he was talking about um, uh, how how does he how does he manage uh, like conflict in the studio. He's like he goes, it literally takes seven minutes to figure out if an idea works or not. He said so. He yeah, goes, I would so agree. it's not you so know fairly. Quickly. So you know, like try it out, see how it feels, see how it works and then and then yeah. he goes you can spend 30 minutes arguing with somebody about why this won't work or you can try it for 7 minutes and have it not work on its own Roll the tape yeah yeah so
1: and and make those changes on yeah. the fly go okay let's try it at 110 bpm yeah. or you know what let's try a baritone yeah. guitar or you know what let's just do the bass yeah. Or you know what? Let's try it a cappella. I'm not really sure. Maybe maybe it's the instrumentation that we're missing. There are here. some
0: artists And you yeah. can
1: get through that in about ten minutes yeah. and figure out do we have yeah. something here?
0: There are some artists that are um that I have worked with in the studio that are a little bit stubborn when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um sure. with regards to, you know, like if we're if we're doing a a a, a guitar take, say. Not saying it's a guitar player, but I am saying it's a guitar player Um, where uh, (laughs) the 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 part isn't working and I know how to get it to work. And I will say how, you know, here's an idea. Why don't we try like, no, just do this. okay? and then we'll spend an hour and a half working on it instead of 15 minutes.
1: And so it's learning. I also have to learn to pick pick battles. Um, yeah, I mean that's really what a producer does, yeah. right? Is is you got to manage both of those sides yeah. of it. So let's get back to this list of thirty-two, and, <laughs> and again, we'll be posting this. Yeah. Um, and this goes along with everything we were just talking yeah. about. Another main reason to come into the studio with a lot. Now, first of all, you're not all going to be able. First of all, a lot of you aren't going to be able to write thirty songs. Yeah. Okay, that's just true. You're young in your career. Maybe you don't. You don't have that muscle worked. Yeah. You. Um, but you can d- or and you may not be able to have the budget to record 30 songs even though you can demos. you can demo them out at, at home and it's a m- You can demo them out at a- home. Yeah, but but it's still that's a yeah. lot. That's a yeah. lot. And and I get it. You got a job, you're playing in a band, you got a girlfriend, you got a dog. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. I get it. Um, you know, and I don't want to be that guy that's like, you know, choose, you want to be a fucking musician or not. I'm not that no. guy. I get it. you you need a life yeah. too. But Otherwise you have this nothing to write, write about. Works. Shoot for yeah. it. Go for fi- if you're gonna do an album that has 10 songs, shoot for 15. Yeah. Um, if you it's the same thing with an EP. So you're gonna release an EP because that's the money you got as a band or as an artist. Mm-hmm. Fine, shoot for writing 10 or 12 yeah. songs. So you have it's it's having the leeway on top of it. Yeah. And here's one of the main reasons why. And and everyone that's ever recorded a record will tell you yeah. this. Any songwriter will tell you this, anyone worth their salt, and it is this. Often parts of songs that don't work end up in another song. Yeah. Yep. You you may have a song that you've been writing and you kind of dig it. It's just not working. Mm-hmm. But damn, if you just pull this part, it's the perfect bridge for song yeah. four. It's perfect. Yeah. Now song four is great. It lifts. Yeah. It. Um. Or it may be that that chorus hook is is the verse of the song that you're going to throw away. Yeah. But because you have so many songs, it forces you not to be so precious about every single song. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. When you're young and starting out, it's precious. Yeah. You wrote a song no one you know writes songs. <laughs> yeah. You've done something amazing. Yeah. You've changed the world. Out of the out of the air you have plucked melodies and rhythms mm-hmm. and behind. It's amazing. Yeah. When you get to be a professional, you will start realizing that most of it is shit (laughs) and that you need to destroy some things to create great songs. And everybody goes through this, but you will get there quicker if you come in with more options, because you will not feel bad about throwing away song 27 (laughs) because that, that one little part you're, you're like, Oh my God, that little rhythm trick there, we should use that as an intro on this. And by the way, I will tell you as a songwriter, This often comes up from the other people who aren't writers, like your drummer. And I'm not saying that drummers aren't songwriters, (laughs) but usually not. Dave Grohl. Uh, Hi, Neil Pert. Deal with Dave Grohl. (laughs) Let's just keep going. Um, But I'm just saying that like in most traditional bands, the songwriter may not be the primary, you know, the drummer may not be the primary songwriter. But often they can hear things that you can't Mm -hmm. because you're trying to hear the guitar part and the vocal melody. And so they may go, you know what? That'd be killer fucking intro for song three, yeah, let's try yeah. that that's why you have these extra yeah. songs. you will make a better thing by destroying what isn't yeah. working you're going to be able to do that and not feel guilty because you're nowhere near getting to the ten yeah. or the six that you're going to I think that
0: that's the part that with my with my yes no maybe piles. Is there's, if even in the no box, there's something, there's a riff in there or there's a little turnaround or something like that. It's like, or a line or, a line or something yeah. I'm keeping. I'm like, I'm keeping this for a reason. There's something here I want to use. And I want to revisit it enough that I have it as a tool up here in my head, in my brain so that when I'm in a spot where I'm like, I, I like 90% of this song, but this bridge is fucking me up. Oh, yeah, when I take the bridge from that, that's, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. that's an, a perfect reason to have 35 songs versus just the songs you're going to record.
1: And when let's, let's define this a little bit. When we say songs, um, a lot of times, some of these, and that doesn't mean they're all fully realized, you know, intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, chorus, outro, bridge, you know, that doesn't mean that they're all like that. A lot of times, some of these are bare bone, melody, hook songs. Some of them are verse and chorus. Some of them are just a chorus. And you're like, when we get together with the band, we'll work out like what the rhythm should be on the verse or whatever. And I haven't come up with all the words, but I got kind of the rhythm of what I'm going to sing. So understand when we say songs, when you're in pre-production, which is what this is, pre-production, it should be in consultation with the producer and with the Mm -hmm. band. But when you're in pre-production, that's what we're saying uh, this song list comes yeah. from. Not all of them are full songs that you wrote five years ago, and, and they, they shouldn't yeah. be. They should be new. Yeah. They should be of the moment. Again, this is a snapshot in time, yeah. a snapshot of emotion. Yeah. Um, and, of, and when you're recording, it's a snap, a literal... I talk about this all the time with recording uh, students. Mm-hmm. You are recording the air in which you live. Yeah. And that matters. Mm-hmm. It matters that that air that came in the microphone, the air on, reverberating around the strings on the drums, that air is of 2023 in June. Oh, that's not like, evergreen that content. <laughs> Shut up, Kelsey! <laughs> so I just... <clears throat> yeah, so, so like to wrap this up, um, there's a good reason to record set out Bring in a lot of more songs that you plan on finishing up with. It will help you sequence an album that is a story. It will help you become a better musician, a better band, a better relationship with the producer. I'll also tell you this. From a professional standpoint... You get some fucking points from me like yeah. immediately. You come in and you're like, Here, I like the, the gal you're working with, or like, Yeah, I got 12 here, I got 20 here. You know, tell me what's good, what's bad. Okay, now I know you're playing the game right. Now I know that you aren't precious about every little thing you've ever done and you don't think you're some, you know, savant <laughs> and you realize that even Paul McCartney wrote a shitty song last yeah. week. Yeah. You realize that. You realize that you're part of the world of music yeah. that does things a certain way and there are really good reasons yeah. for it. And and it's gonna help you and the band and the producer and your recording career and you down the road and these songs don't disappear. This is just the time. Yeah. And by the way, then when you die you're gonna have a vault full of music. Yeah. That was the thing <laughs> I was gonna
0: say. There's a re like we've had Versions of uh, Freddie Mercury recordings. We've got Prince recordings. We've got all of these things that are just sitting in vaults somewhere because these were consistently creating people, like the, yeah, like like yeah. Prince. I mean, if you've ever visited Paisley Park, you know um, it's like it's a it's a living, breathing creative space. Like, yeah. and I had a, I had a, an old acquaintance of mine who was one of his musicians and, and you know, you'd be living, you'd be, it'd be one o'clock in the morning, you'd get a call to show up at, uh, and, and rehearse cause he had an idea he wanted to get it down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, like it, having all of that stuff just be there, you're building a catalog, you're building a thing that will live beyond you. And isn't that isn't yeah. that the isn't that the goal for all of us to 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 that leave a legacy goal. behind that we could be proud of?
1: That absolutely is the goal. And the other thing, if you you know, I got into an argument with uh, an old head about this earlier <laughs> today, which will not be named. Uh, is it somebody um, I know? The, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly who it is. <laughs> it's an animal. <laughs> um. But they're like, you know, people write songs for introspectiveness and very personal reasons and all that. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people write poetry in a journal, too. That's not who I'm talking to here. I'm talking to people who are serious about being, about making a living with music. Like, you want to write songs however you want to write them, and you don't want to care about the shit we're talking about. We're not talking to you. Yeah. Go ahead. Write that. Be a hobbyist. Write songs. Have fun. You know, do that. But. But we're trying to hone in on the people that are like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is who I am mm-hmm. and and who I will be. Yeah. And I want to become better at yeah. it. Look, we're we're uh, we're a little bit um uh, seasoned, <laughs> let's say. And so we're trying Crispy. to give you some 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 hints to get to there quicker. Yeah. We had to learn this all the hard way. And so That's what she said. This is why we're kind of talking about this. Yeah. So so there you go. No matter no matter what you're doing recording wise. First of all, songwriters write songs. Yeah. Write songs. Just keep writing. Yeah. And when you go in to figure out whether or not you're gonna record with somebody or record a thing, come in with many more songs than you plan on yeah. releasing. That's gonna help you um, for all of the reasons that we said before. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be just fine. And you're gonna you're gonna one of those is gonna be so good. Yeah. It's gonna be so good.
0: Sorry. Sorry, All right. I just noticed my phone was making a whole lot of noise uh, by leaning on the wrong thing, so I'm going
1: to put that over there. All right, hi. So uh, Kelsey says, "What you? What was it? Uh, that was not the rundown. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> we will move we, that to uh, the next fucking nah. week. Um, uh, but no, no we, know, talked it, we talked. We talked about at
0: least item one on the rundown. We, we did. did. We,
1: we did. To... It's Kelsey." We did. It was right there. Yeah. Right there. Ted Lasso, Succession Bear. I see it. Yeah. Um, And we also did Start Talking. Yeah. (laughs) That's So we did two of the, that's that's better than (laughs) usual. That is right. You don't come here for that. Okay. So (laughs) let's get to the Sink of the Week. The Sink Sink. of the Week. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one Um, for me. Hey, you have yours. Oh. You want me to start with uh, mine? Well, no, normally we
0: start with yours. I would like to start with mine, if that's all right with you.
1: Yeah, fuck this. Uh,
0: guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine is from the season finale of Barry, and it was the use of more than words.
1: Ah, oh, yes. More, I thought about uh, you. When that it happened.
0: was so fucking good. Uh, scene with guns and a Walmart. <laughs> And a Walmart. <laughs> it was so good. And, and, and also the song before that was uh, finally by CeCe Peniston, Peniston, if you will. Um, and I I loved the the juxtaposition of those two songs with the intensity of that scene. And Bill Hader is magnificent in it. And yeah, but More Than Words
1: <laughs> was so... Very quickly, was very kids, qu- More Than Words uh, a huge, huge song from a band called Extreme, yeah. who has a new album out, by the way. But this is a 90s, like, acoustic ballad that if you were a dude or a chick in a party and you knew how to play and sing this song, you're getting laid tonight. <laughs> you're getting laid tonight. Go look up Jimmy Fallon and Jack Black doing yeah. it. It is a legendary song. If you don't know about it, you do need to know yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, and Nuno is, uh, I believe, Stu's. He's he's in my top he's five guitar. One one a. Two. He's probably okay, he's yeah, probably.
0: Sorry. Oh man, that's a tough one. Brian May is always number one. Brian but, May is one. But yeah. Nuno is is the. He, he's got great riffs and he's got great feel and he plays with Rihanna, not like that. But he, I mean, he's yeah. not he's not Daddy of Baby Number Two. Um, but uh, but you are very much. A I'm Nuno a very much because you're
1: yeah. You're very. You, you've got so many styles, but you have your own style, yeah. and you're technically proficient. But you know you can be excitingly sloppy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can nail I can things Jimmy with Page emotion if I need to. Yeah, so like it's well, not <laughs> not, not <smack> like Jimmy <laughs> I, mean, I can just I can just not show up. Come and, at me, bitches! Come at me. Jimmy Page is a hat. Not show up and, and if have. Pro Tools existed when Led Zeppelin happened. They would not be a big band. There you go. I can just not. That's not my take. That's someone I can just states. not show up
0: and have John Paul Jones do it for me. Exactly. That's right. Okay, good. That's
1: right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, More Than Words from uh, Extreme, great song. By the way, I don't know what kind of placement that is, because like, that would normally be kind of an anachronistic yeah. placement, because it's not in the time. No. This is supposed to be yeah. current, or actually eight years ago. Yeah. Ahead, right? I mean,
0: yeah, it's like um, eight years in the future, yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. But it's clearly a Walmart, and it's... Or it know, might not be Walmart. It might guns. be something
0: uh, walmart akin. It's a big box, big box store. store. And... Yeah, do not sue Let us. Let me ask you this question. Is there a difference in the sync when it's played cuz it's it's clearly over an overhead PA system as other stuff is happening and it was kind of hard to make out that that's what the song was.
1: Yeah. So no, it's still a okay. cue. Um but the volume level of it isn't uh like how they place it in the in the show yeah. is not as like it as long as, like, the song kind of has to have no dialogue over it in the yeah. beginning. So that you know that the song is there. That's usually what labels or publishers will fight for, like, the, in the usage. Like, at that level, yeah. when people get called and they say, can we use yeah. this? You know, and there's a conversation. Yeah. that That is the conversation that happens. Show me the scene. Sometimes you get script pages, mm-hmm. or you get, like, a little advance cut yeah. of it. Like, our friend at Warner, he got some advance cuts of... of of the of the scenes but he didn't really know what the shows yeah, were yeah you know you you get the like little yeah. part um and so when that's a when it's a cue it's not what we call ephemeral which is like background yeah disappearing mm-hmm. music um but 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 that was the brilliance of that is that they had to lower it to be the overhead mono oh, it speaker. Was so
0: good <laughs> it was so good yeah
1: As the two guns strapped across his back, as he's just walking by the greeter, and they do not give him a second fucking look, as he's just armed to the teeth. Yeah, and
0: and he is, and and (laughs) there's, I noticed it. They're like Bill Hader has this this furrow in his brow, and I noticed it more of like when he was wearing the glasses in some of those scenes and like no know, knowing like that he'd been listening to those those podcasts that make murder righteous quote unquote bill burr was right. the voice of what this this whole scene had everything that i just talked about built up to this scene and that moment and that made me laugh out loud even though it was really kind of terrifying the way that the, the, the intensity yeah. of the scene, that was, it made me very happy. So there you go. Sidebar. That, great, uh, placement. great placement.
1: Great placement. So again, something for you to understand as a musician and as a songwriter. And and to, if you want to get in the world of sync and music supervision, yeah. as someone who's done music supervising, like they, we've talked about this over and <laughs> over. Zales is not doing a commercial that says, I love a diamond ring. <laughs> You're just not placing yeah. that song yeah. there, right? Um, Any song about a ring, about a diamond, about gold, like that's just not gonna happen. This is what music supervision is. It's what what would turn your head, what would turn your ear, like what 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 plays into the scene. It becomes a character in the movie that there is a an acoustic ballad that's playing as he's about to go on a rampage. (laughs) That that is music supervision. It's fantastic. And now, let's go the opposite. <laughs> Mine is from Fubal. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. On Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure, I haven't seen it past this song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So this is in the first episode. Yeah. Maybe 14 minutes, 13, 12 minutes, somewhere around <laughs> there. Um, and it's basically an outdoor fight where there's a chick fight. Yeah. Okay. She's competing in a yeah. ring. Uh, a chick, female, woman gal, all of those things. Um, And she's beating up a dude. Um, Dude, guy, whatever. Let's go through it. Anyway, um, so this song is just a personal favorite of mine. I love it. It's from the 90s. And it's called Take It Off by The Donnas. The Donnas, Donnas. nice. The Donnas is one. They are one of that is one of the best Rock groups from the '90s. It brings up other groups to me. Remember Jet? Oh yeah. Remember some of the like so from the late '90s. So like there was a thing going on. There is this band called the Donnas. They're broken up now, unfortunately. There was Aww. some physical things Aww. that happened. Uh, yeah, as bands do. But they had a moment. Yeah. And a huge single was called "Take It Off," and it is every bit as cool as cherry bomb it's every bit as cool of of like lita ford and some of the uh the chick bands the runaways rocking yes the runaways um and and it's about like gals being on the road and and like you know taking advantage of the guys backstage it's fantastic um about like a guy ogling her and like okay well let's let's see what you got and, and like, you know, you want it? Let's see. I loved it. I was on tour when it was yeah. out, and I just thought, this is just, I loved them so <laughs> much. Um, I love the Donnas. Yeah. And it's a song called Take It Off. By the way, the song holds up nice. today. It is just fantastic. It's a rock song, um, and it's, it's recorded very well. Anyway, it's on FUBAR on Netflix. This is that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger thing that's out. Again, I can't speak to the show yet. It's not a show I would normally watch. It's sort of a, a popcorn, big action sort of you know, dumb bro kind of muscle bound action movie or action show, and uh, I'm I'm usually not down for that. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of see where they were going with it, and when it hit that song, I was like, oh, okay, I love this now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to watch a few more episodes at some point. But that is my sink nice. of nice. Take it off by the dogs. I'm trying to find out who produced it. And I can't. Oh, who produced find the Donos?
0: Yeah, that that oh, particular I song. So I'm curious about. So that was on Nope, not that record. Uh, yeah,
1: they had a few records. They had a
0: few, a few um, records. Uh, yeah. They had, they had several records. According to this, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven records. So this would be uh that one. Uh let's they see. Had seven? They had seven. Records. Uh no. Oh yeah. It was on uh Songs by Brett Anderson, yeah, that was on their their third, looks like their third record, called uh, Spend the Night. Uh, Let's see, producer, Uh, I don't know any of these producers, Jason Carmer and Robert Shrimp. Robert Shrimp? Yeah, I know that name. Uh, St. Louis? Alabama. Uh, He's an Alabama Ah, guy, well, he's he's, that's where he's, you know, I don't know. Engineer for Toast Studios from 1996 until they closed their doors during his work for West Crow's rock band, The Donnas, for whom he was a live engineer and turned producer. He was an engineer for REM's Up in 2018. He opened his own studio in Montgomery, Alabama in 2018. Huh, so Excellent. Yeah, there you go. A little Robert um, Shrimp action. You didn't know that was what you wanted, but it's what you wanted.
1: Right? I did not know. And also, uh, to wrap that little part up there, the music supervisor on FUBAR is Adele Ho. Adele Ho. She did Yellow nice. Rose. Uh, so she handled the, the needle drops on that. Fantastic. So thank you so much, Adele. I love more women music supervisors, and I love that you pulled a rock song. Yeah, Yeah. Thank you. So fucking Yay. good. Um, so there is that. There is a music. So is there anything else we need to tell the fine people other than email us two shotsmusicpod at gmail dot com and anywhere you're on your socials you can follow us at two shots music uh, Oh I got one yeah. thing. I got a thing. Well no, go no, ahead. No, I don't wanna I don't I'm wanna gonna
0: break. I'm going to read read a review from our uh our Apple podcast page that made me very happy this week. So uh, if I go down, I'm going to scroll down to the reviews down here. It said, I find this podcast to be hilarious, informative, and offensive to drummers and insufferable bands from the 90s. Five stars.
1: <laughs> Five stars. Uh, nice. Anyway, so go ahead. Would recommend. Would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, wait, hold on for a second. Let me, let me pull something over here. Kelsey, can you hand me that real quick? Did you hear that? No. That is champagne popping. Uh Your little podcast that could, Two Shots and a Royalty Check, is now charting. What? What? That's right. So we're on Chartable, Uh. which is, if you're in podcast land, Chartable is this sort of back end thing where you find out where you're charting and kind of where you stack up against other podcasts. And here's what we found out this week Two Shots and a Royalty Check, otherwise known as Two Shots Music Pod is your number 40 podcast in norway yeah!
2: number you so 40 much, in norway, norway.
1: <laughs> that there it. were 39 other
0: podcasts that made it to norway is pretty exceptional uh, of
1: music oh. of music in the music okay. category <laughs> out of out,
0: all the podcasts so, including marvel films out like of 600. all the
1: music podcasts in norway we are <laughs> yes. 40 i don't know whether there's only 41 or whether there's five thousand there's actually 38 but, yeah, that's right. But I was, like, so excited about it. I was like, oh, my God, we're charting in that's Norway. Cool. What's up? So to our of our Norwegian listeners, thank you. Uh, we love you. And we should learn how to say that in Norwegian. Uh, thank
0: you for all the Viking lore. I appreciate comes. you guys.
1: I mean, there's got to be a ton of death metal podcasts, uh, right? Yeah. In
0: Black metal. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't really. But, like... We seriously are. I'm not making this That's up. We're number forty in hey, Norway. And, hey, congratulations! Um, and so
0: it's because hey, you look, look like a just, Nordic god, is <laughs> what? Right? They're like, he's, he's one, one, of one of us. us.
1: <laughs> oh no, he's a Jew. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> So make sure to rate and subscribe us, like us. By the way, you can find this on YouTube as Yay. well. If you don't have any of these podcast things, I know you have YouTube. Yeah. And if you don't have YouTube, you're not on the internet. So I don't know what the hell yeah, you're doing. You're not, find, you're, you're not f-
0: finding this by listening right now.
1: But we really do appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah. Look, we know this isn't going to be 5 million people listening to this. It's small but mine. I'm not Joe Rogan. And we appreciate all yeah. of you that are listening to this. We appreciate all of you that interact with us. Some of the bands we've met on Instagram uh, on our Friday... Um, Fresh Finds music series Fresh that we're doing. Finds. Really appreciate all of you guys, and um, and so keep listening, keep sharing it, tell your friends about yeah. it, and go. God, you should listen to this podcast. It'd really piss off your mom, <laughs> um, and and you know that way we'll get a bunch of people. So until next time, we'll see you next time, and thank you. Thank Norway! you. No way. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>